0: This is huge. People have been speculating about this for ages. And like having like a ladder character and a permanent character is massive, right? And people like I can see people worried about splitting the player base, the game being dead in some raids, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, you'll split the player base a bit. Like I imagine most people will be playing seasonal. you would have thought but people will still go back and just chill out and play their permanent character and Nikita said that that character is going to take a lot longer to level and that kind of thing and so you basically like you're leveling your permanent character through like the lifetime of your eft career and then you play seasonal kind of like you know when the wipe hits and you know for exciting stuff and for new events and that kind of thing i think this is really good i genuinely think this is great um tied in with some stuff i'm going to speak about a bit later but i think this is really really good
1: Yeah, I'm a little skeptical of it all.
0: Yes. oh, (laughs) I'm skeptical because it.
1: Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continuing development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I do content creation, video editing, and occasional live streaming
0: and i'm gigabeef a talk of youtuber helping players get better at the game and welcome to the show
1: welcome so we can finally unclench
0: our butthole oh my god i know someone commented saying that they could just <laughs> tell the palpable tension in the intro <laughs> it's such a weird thing that's why i tried to make yeah. mine shorter because i was just like why do i why do we do this to ourselves why do we do this to ourselves it's just not well, even- you don't
1: you don't want to mess up because then it's like, ah, oh, you gotta
0: start over and then it's like you get all that added tension, you know. Exactly. I think I don't think we've I think we've ever quite recovered from when like you were just laughing and like couldn't <laughs> actually get through it. I don't think we ever recovered from that one. <laughs> we're still so, dealing with trauma. Exactly. How has your week been? You've been playing any more talk Because I know last week you didn't play a great deal. Have you played any more this week? Or have you been been chilling out, just like watching what's going on online? Um, yeah just
1: chilling out Came with the cool news thing. you know cool staying cool. busy on the editing side of things making good did you see uh did you see the tweet i put out i did i did oh my god the I green did. screen one
0: yes dude yes, i, I did. was
1: like i was like you know i got a bunch of things i want to do but I'm going to do this distraction right now because this is, I'm going to use this in a future edit one day. I know for sure.
0: So for, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, um, church has green screened effectively what looks like kind of a gif. It's like, I don't know how you, what format it's in, but it's, it, lo- it looks mm. like a gif to me. Effectively. It's that kind of style yeah. of, of clean, um, inserting objects into his prison pocket. Uh, it's, it's very, very funny. Um, Oh, Church is much more quiet compared to me. Uh, okay, I'll try. I'll try to turn him up. Um, thank you. Cool. Let me know if that's better. Um, yeah, and it's it's very very funny. This thing. Oh, I managed to put your volume on screen. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very very funny. The, the 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 to be honest, that like part of his video, like he's been actually really like cracking out some like proper quality content recently. Just some hilarious <laughs> things going up on Twitter, like some short videos he's been doing. Yeah. Like making yeah. fun of the community and that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, it's it's been pretty good. So, and that was like a a proper classic moment out of out of one of his videos. That I'm really glad. To, how did how did you do that? Did you like rotoscope oh, each frame or something like yeah. that? Yeah.
1: basically, so it was really pain in the ass. <laughs> so I won't we won't spend too much time, but because I didn't have the source file, I had I just ripped it from his YouTube. And basically, it was like the the YouTube video. The editor that edited it, he had him like. And like the standard, you know, zoom in on the camera, and then as he was talking and doing the thing, the editor zoomed in on him. So I had to like take that zoom and make it the same for each frame, so that way you could you couldn't notice it. And then that was painful because then I had to like crop out the background. So as that zoom transition was happening, I had to like readjust the cropping, and like I basically just. Outlined his body and tried my best, and then once it was like you know transparent background, you put the green screen. I, it was a lot of fun to like figure out how to green
0: screen. Cool, something yeah, that is cool. And, uh, so but yeah, I it thought was, he was fun. quite funny. Did you get response? Did you respond at all? Like, did he say anything? Who clean? Yeah, no, I, didn't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. It was it was fun. Um, so you've been you've been busy then. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's midnight talk
1: i'm actually um working on uh cropping out some other there's a there's a meme uh you know the astronomer meme where they're like dancing with the coffin uh,
0: oh yeah
1: well there's a tarkov one where it's a bunch of pmc's like a use mm-hmm. dancing and so mm-hmm. i'm cropping out the background of that and i'm using it in a oh that's cool coming that's up cool. so yeah it's a lot of fun
0: good good stuff that's been me
1: how about yourself what you been up to
0: I've not been able to play a great deal this week in particular, but um, I had a good mm-hmm. another good stream on Saturday uh, after the last the last talk. And basically, played yeah. reserve for a couple of hours, and it's been it's been really good. I, I don't know. I can see I could see myself becoming a reserve main. Honestly, like it's it's decent because the problem is is that I find myself kind of falling back to like you look at the the classic maps, and one of my problems with reserve is that I never I didn't play it early enough when it came out, and so I kind of fell behind a little bit, and then like lots of other people were better at it because I just was focusing on the other maps. just because of what i was doing at the time and i find that like because of the way that i've kind of developed organically as a player um i end up kind of reverting back to customs because it's the one map that i'm kind of familiar with everywhere because like shoreline i'm not really much of a resort Chad, but i like the outside and um and then Woods is kind of like weird because I like the old bit and then the new bit's kind of a bit strange for me now. And it's like lots of lots of places and lots of maps are kind of becoming a bit a bit odd. And so I end up just like, yeah, you know, factory is obviously factory, is different. I don't feel like it's the same. And I don't really like it mm-hmm. a great deal. So I've always kind of like resorted just sort of back to customs again. Um but after playing Reserve, like I kind of got on with Reserve quite quickly. I mean it's not a it's not a massive map, so I don't get lost very often, which is also really, really nice because my sense of direction is awful, <laughs> as people in chat will attest to. Um like i I constantly get to the wrong extract and and i uh, get lost in interchange really easily um but reserves like kind of kind of obvious in that way so i find it like i just it's just a nice experience and there's like such a good range of like distances and types of fights there's like the close-up stuff in the buildings the outside stuff around the train station the underground like it's it's really it's a really neat map actually it's like got yeah. a, it's got a bit for everybody you know there's like super long-range sniping from like dome down onto everybody else too like it's it's cool it's such a cool map and yeah. I, I just haven't invested enough time in it. And playing it kind of like two streams in a row. I played it like, this, uh yeah, like Friday before the before the um, last one that we did, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. and then basically all of Saturday. And it was just oh dude, it's been it's been amazing. I've been using sr fifteen. So, oh sorry, SR twenty five. I'm gonna make it. I can make a video about it. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be good. So I've I've been doing that and like mostly mostly editing. Um, in the downtime I've had, but I've been a lot busier this week than than last week. So, but it's um, it's it's been decent. It's been decent. And there's been there's actually been one fun thing that I will probably mention later because I don't want to derail the conversation too early because we've got other stuff to talk about first. That I'm probably gonna talk about about like how you can play tarkov and have fun even if you're an experienced player in downtime when you know that you may actually just have to leave right because like some some of my and this is one of my issues with trying to get enough time in is that some of my downtime and like a lot of my downtime is kind of like i i have like maybe between like it it kind of depends like with the baby and stuff like so i i'm not just like i don't have a dedicated block of time to do something and that's why editing is great because you can just like pick it up and and go back and yeah back um And it's uh, you know it just it just depends really and there's there's a there's a fun way of like you know playing the game without feeling like you're just suddenly gonna have to leave and stuff so anyway I'll I'll get into that later but it's 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 been good by the way Ghost just raided the uh, raided the stream so uh, (laughs) hey guys thank you thanks so much for the uh, for the for the and the raid
1: yeah I just want a quick comment on Reserve as a map I I really like how they designed it there's just like so many. There's, it's like so many unique elements to it. Like you have the, the button alarm system, you know, I mean, it's, it is annoying and loud, but it's unique in that it can like spawn raiders and it's like this, it opens an extract and then you have the um, sort of like close range combat, long range combat, mid range. Like it has a variety of uh, different, then they got like the whole underground area they added and then you got the train that can come in. That I think also can spawn raiders and then you have Gluhar. It's like there's so it's such a dynamic map in that regard. I really like it for that reason. Um
0: Yeah. yeah exactly. I, yeah. It's okay. it's a really
1: cool map. Cool map.
0: It's so good. It's so good. Anyway, right. So the big news this week. The podcast with Clean, with Nikita, with uh Brandon Herrera and like a bunch of the other guys. Um I actually watched it basically today and it was it was it was really good i mean you you uh, you watched it as well i think you said to me before we started and um the awesome thing for me about this cast is that it wasn't about like the like they did talk about some stuff obviously but it wasn't sure. supposed to really be about like the micro details of the game it's supposed to be all about like the the sort of the philosophy of tarkov and kind of like the, the experience of tarkov and that kind of stuff and it's a lot of what people have been talking about recently which is like again you know talking about clean a lot but like mad props to him because he's like bringing up some some fun content and creating you know things like this which is really really awesome um and um i thought it was really good to to watch Uh, i don't know what your thoughts overall about it were but i I thought it was i thought it was really good i took some detailed notes so i can we can just like go through my points if you want um but uh but but broadly speaking i really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed listening to nikita talk about stuff
1: yeah i thought it was the best podcast i've seen thus far with nikita in it because like you said it was very much a philosophy and a laid back and a very you know not so much like yeah i thought it, i thought it was great i was like unsure of what was going to be the podcast because clean was like you know hey we're gonna have these guys on and like these guys were not like tarkov streamers and i was just like are they just gonna talk about guns the whole time you know which is fine and but, you know i was just like i was i didn't know what to expect so it was it was an awesome podcast to say the least
0: indeed I, yeah at one stage i thought they were just going to talk about the cost of ammo for like 30 minutes but um <laughs> anyway like so i kind of like did mine it's it's, it's basically in chronological order but it kind of like okay, follows cool. on in like kind of a nice way um and it's interesting because it touches on stuff like just outside of tarkov 2 but the very first thing that they started talking about was about uh weapon metas long barrels and about heavy guns and kind of what what people thought about that and like you know, I'm no real life guns person, really, right? You know this. Like, mm-hmm. I live in the UK, so mm-hmm. it just basically makes you like not a guns person by <laughs> default. Like, it's just impossible. Um, but like, any common sense would tell you that you know, an enormous weapon um, with with a long barrel and a suppressor on it or whatever is going to be like difficult to just like whip about. And clearly, you know, the the, the gun guys were like, yeah, this is like weird because. In real life, no one really uses long barrels unless you're running some kind of like DMR-type activity. Everyone mm. else runs kind of just like short and like intermediary barrels because yeah. they're so much lighter and you don't really, it's not like the accuracy is like really bad on these guns. Um, and so I thought that was quite interesting because they were saying like, yeah, you know, w- you know, kind of the more realistic builds would be, Almost more like, you know, the hours the that you start off with. And they did say clearly that, you know, five five six basically has no recoil anyway. But also that they appreciate that guns in Tarkov have to be balanced in some way, right? Like if you if you brought everything out, you'd have to you'd have to completely rethink the system, basically, if you were gonna bring out um a a different way of having recoil, right? So if like an M4 or a HK had like no recoil to begin with, then that would have to just be like in a different tier completely of like weapon, right? So it would have to just be like super rare or or something. So to make the game kind of progressive you do actually need to have you know mods and attachments whatever that like so you get progression in you know in 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 them because otherwise it kind of just short circuits the whole the whole system yeah. in the first place so like they did say like we we appreciate that that makes sense like one thing that nikita said that was really weird though is that he was like oh well we don't want to make it too close to real to real life because um, people might use it for like real training and stuff, and like we don't want it to be like perfectly, perfectly realistic because then like people might use it for like, you know, like bad purposes in real life. I thought that was a really weird comment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought like, it was too, but I think it made sense once they started talking about explosives.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. That's fine. Yeah. Like, that's I was fine. like,
1: okay, now I can kind of see where you're going with this, but I was like, sort of yeah. like with you in that I think yeah, probably yeah. what he meant is like, Uh, military militarized training because if it's like if it is like a if it's like like a one-to-one to to real life then it can be like or you know these group of individuals it could be like a a great way to like train you know what i mean i think i i I guess that's kind of i don't know but i kind of agree with you i thought it was a little weird but uh yeah
0: But, yeah, I mean, look, it's not going to be fully realistic anyway because of, like, the progression system and stuff. So that's just not the way that Tarkov should work. And I I agree, right? It's like, again, it's the realism versus immersion thing that I think we've talked about before, but, like, a ton of content creators talked about it. Veritas has talked about it. Clean's talked about it, about how, like, Mm -hmm. things don't need to be realistic to be immersive and authentic. Um, Yeah. You know, you're not going to be, like, surgery-kitting up your stomach and then running around fighting, but it's, like... I, even though i was surprised they put it, that kind of thing in like it's it's good for the game because it stops people from leaving raids you know there's like there's there's, there's game mechanics in games because you kind of want to drive player behavior in one way or another way and if you just mm-hmm. had everybody be able to use a stock ak 74 and it's perfectly like usable then why would you bother with any of the guns right? it would just be it would just be silly and half the game would not exist um but yeah it was like the one on that honestly, like the overarching theme of the whole thing that I thought was amazing was that Nikita was actually in a really good mood. Like, yeah, people were, you know, obviously talking up the game and stuff, but it's just like it was just nice to have him like talk more generally about how the game kind of affects him, his life, whatever. And he was just like everybody in the Russian gun shops knows who he is. Like they all know like Tarkov, like every, every time he goes into any Russian gun store, they're just like, we're not going to ask you when the wipe is, you know, just like all being really funny about it. Cause everyone <laughs> knows who he is now. Um, it was like, it was so, so, it was so, so good. I was actually going to like mention this later, but like they talk way later on about like, um, changing like gun culture in the U S because there's so many people that play it in the States and it kind of attracts people who are sort of interested in that. Anyway, there's like military guys and other people who are just like, you know, generally interested in firearms and that kind of thing. And, um, it was so funny cause he was just like, Oh, you know, it's just amazing to hear everyone's feedback and you know all of this kind of thing. And, um, <laughs> he, and they were just like, dude, you're like changing the perception of like guns in the States. Like it's crazy. People come into the shops and say like, can you build me this, this weapon from like, <laughs> yeah escape from tarkov and i genuinely thought he was gonna like burst into tears on the on the podcast because he was like he was like this is like the most wholesome like best thing i've heard in like months and months and months and months and it was just so nice to see him like happy actually enjoying his life and it was it was just so so good honestly it was just it was yeah. just so so good um but yeah look this the real life gun knowledge thing like that is like 100 true because I think it was Brandon who was talking about, you know, how if you already know a load about guns, you just turn up to Tarkov and it's just like so much skills pass over. And I didn't really know that much. Like there's a very, very specific few weapons that I knew anything about. And I had to basically learn everything from scratch. And I've learned a ton. And it's like, you know, it's it's interesting. It's like as mechanical devices. I think they were talking yeah. a bit about philosophy, right? About like, you know, oh, they're like death machines, that kind of thing. But like in, if you're just interested in like, you know, stuff and engineering and like... um building things like it's probably another thing that would be interesting right you just like how do you make a machine that throws a dot throws a a pellet really fast right it's like that's all it ultimately is and so it's yeah that's like i know way more about guns than i ever expected to (laughs) after playing eft it's nuts
1: yeah it's yeah i've 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 too sort of like growing up um and playing you know a lot of like shooter games i sort of like got interested into like these i would like look up the guns on wikipedia and read about them and like try to understand them you know because a lot of them are like military guns you know what i mean you never like see like you see them in like pop culture and stuff but you don't really know like and games don't typically represent a real world you know Mm. You just the the real the real information is like not accurate to the real real world and stuff. You know, it's all like you know just fake and stuff. But uh
0: exactly, like they were even talking about shroud right, like coming from. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. uh, That was so funny. Way it's just like not all the AK ammo fits in in the different AKs. What's going on? It's like that's not how it works in real world in real life.
1: There's not an assault rifle ammo. What you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: like but it's crazy, right? And like. Again, coming from somebody who got you know had all of their gun knowledge from video games. Like until I played Escape from Tarkov, I didn't know five four five existed as a caliber. I did not even yeah. know it existed, like the Russian caliber for like modern assault rifles. I had no idea. I I would have still said that they um, were using 7.6.2. Like, I, because I, I just, I just don't know, and like no modern game really depicts that. Like, why, why would they? And you only yeah. really know Five Five Six because it's you know ubiquitous NATO, whatever, right? And it's like all the games are kind of built by Western studios, and that's just kind of it's what you what I, you hear about.
1: I even think the most recent Call of Duty title lists the AK forty seven twice. One is in the seven sixty two variant, and the other, which is like incorrect, as the. 545 by 39 variant it should be ak74 not ak47 i think oh. i got that right but it, it, it's like i even remember learning that way well not way back but a while you know a while ago when i was like you know oh these ak's are so cool you know and i would look it up and then I'm, and do I'm, you see like the calibers and it's like what's going on here you know it's like yeah it's really tarkov's really unique in that aspect it's really unique and uh yeah i
0: it's that's it's really cool man it is it is good it is good right so next up they said or nikita said that they're starting to going to be introducing the storyline quest soon so we know that they've kind of said about this and they've spoken about it and it was it was interesting to hear what he said like it's kind of starting to allude to like what it's going to be like, you know, it's just like, it's going to be like bear and you to work together to overthrow evil. So it's a bit like the raid series. Um, did you, did you up yeah. watching the raid series? By I the did. Way? I, don't I asked you, you did. Okay. And you I watched did. the hour long one, right? The, the full one that came through. I watched the, yeah, yeah. I need to actually watch that. Cause I think there's some scenes that I haven't seen. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd like that depicts like, I feel like that depicts, like, Nikita's mind. Like, that's, like, what I he agree. wants the game to feel like in the in the Raid series. And it's just, like, yeah, you yeah, know, Yusek are, like, technically the bad guys, um, but ultimately they'll be like, huh, what's going on? Because they're just, like, the private security force, right? They're just going to do it. A- Do they're told by their ultimate masters, which is like, you know, secretive terror group, um, and all all this stuff. And like, you know, bears are there to counteract it, but ultimately, you know, each individual person is not like a bad person in and of, of themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're out in the wilderness and you're cut off or whatever, and you're just trying to survive, then, um, yeah, you could, I can see it kind of working like that. I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with like you second bear with the storyline quest because that's gonna be that's gonna be super cool. But he's like starting to allude towards like how it might get done, and you know you're gonna have to work with people. I don't wonder if it's gonna be like AIs and, and things you can interact with. I don't, I don't really, I'm not really sure what the format is gonna be. Whether it's still gonna be multiplayer. I think we talked about this before, but yeah I'm just I just don't know. But you can see kind of what he's getting at anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, and that's just gonna be I think it's just gonna be super fun and super exciting, so I'm excited for that. Um next thing unless you had any comments about the storyline.
1: I was just gonna say it's gonna be man, if we can never like simulate what happened in the raid series in Tarkov, like it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be insane, man. Just It will be just crazy. Yeah. Just that like, you know, RPG acting out this story that Nikita's has crafted, you know, it's just gonna be so unique. I don't I don't I yeah, it's gonna be amazing, dude. I'm so excited. Some of my favorite things actually
0: to... the raid series is like when the scavs turn up. Like those are some of my like, yeah. favorite oh, parts. Oh it's I just love like it, Utter so Chaos. Great, it's just so good. Yeah. Oh. The the
1: whole like scav like lore and like yeah, like when they're gonna add these like scavs are gonna have like, you know, not so great durability or like on their guns like they're not going to be like brand new fresh ak's are going to be like worn ak's like that's that's like so great that you just anyways yeah. yeah
0: yeah and that was, that was actually it's the next exciting. thing i was going to talk about because that's that was the straight next thing that they discussed which is about different ammo it's going to affect the durability of guns in different ways so like you know ap rounds with like high pressure um and you know they're made of like harder stuff so they're going to wear down barrels more and more on that kind of thing and like clearly for now he said the way the gun durability in the game works is that it's all tied to the lower because that's just how it works um it didn't sound like he was counting out durability on different parts because that's sort of like no one no one nailed it down specifically but they kind of like said about like barrel wear and like you know you replace a part for your weapon that kind of thing it was like people talked around the topic but it sounded like um it sounded like he was like you know i'd like to do that but it just doesn't it just doesn't really function at the moment in the game because everything's tied to that kind of like that lower. Um, and everything hinges off that, but he said like, he said something like, you know, suppressors and other things might affect the durability of the gun. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to, going to work, but I think, you know, broadly speaking, they're going to have to just crank the durability dial up loads. If you're using AP ammo, they're going to have to crank the dial up. I, I imagine it just working similarly to how it does now. And then it's going to be like the armor system. So you try to like repair the weapon and, um, it you know loses max durability and then you're going to get these jams. So I think it's good. I think it's good so long as they put it in, in a way that kind of like makes you have a choice. I'm like very much up for players having lots of choices. So it's like if you can choose between like it's a 50k AK and it's a 50 durability or it's a 100k AK and it's a 100 durability and like, you know, the repairing kind of makes sense and and that kind of thing. Um, then I think it's a cool mechanic. I'd, I'd, look, I'd still quite like, I don't know, they, they, there's lots of things they could do with it. Anyway, so we'll, we'll see. So if we'll see I
1: understood it correctly it's tied to the receiver is that what i understood yeah so it's like the that's kind of what i <laughs> yeah
0: well that's that would be the gas block too right well as in as in the, the if you take all of the bits off yeah and it's just that that one by one i mean i guess it's not always just one by one because some ak's but the ak's and stuff you yeah. can't like take all the i guess it'd be out.
1: really complicated
0: yeah, so it's like it's like the base component of the weapon with none of the pieces. That that individual piece that you buy that actually defines the weapon in Tarkov. Um, it's like what is it? It's like the, the trigger assembly and like the firing pin mm-hmm. mechanism and that mm-hmm. kind of thing is like the smallest you can get it. For like the M4 or whatever, is like you just have that one by one block and it's called like M4A1. I mean that's yeah. the reason why the ADAR conversion thing works in EFT, right? Because of the way that the um the way that the game is hinged off that like there is like one piece which is a base piece and then every other piece yeah you know, branches off from that like initial part it's not like it's just another part you know so like you click on a barrel or whatever and it's just a barrel you click on a, a pistol grip it's just a pistol grip but like the lower for these weapons like has the durability stats on it it has the fire rate on it it has like all of the like, right. major right. details like what the what caliber it's for like um all of that stuff all of that stuff's already on there um and so that's already got I mean it's that's how it works now, right? They have durability on that part now, and no other parts have durability. I think it would be so sick if they had added durability to all the all the pieces. Like that would be so cool to be able to just like change out one piece or another piece. Because like it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. And he says you're gonna have to look after your guns. And I would hope like yeah. people talking about like gun cleaning kits and stuff, you have to look look after your weapons and that kind of thing. And so I think it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine the way it is now. There's not gonna be any issue. And I don't think there's a huge advantage in like Having all the components have all their stuff, it would just it would just be neat, I think. But um, I think it'll be okay the way they implement it now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I kind of wished it was more like durability on the parts, but I just like I can imagine that being a nightmare yeah. to like code and then manage and like because you would basically have like sub things that could break. Like it it just sounds. So now it's it seems like. You'll basically be buying a new receiver, maybe like every like I don't know, every so often, or do you repair it? I don't know. We'll see how it it turns out. You
0: you can repair it with diminishing returns, the same way as armor is what you said. Um, But I guess like sometimes you'll just be throwing throwing it away and buying a new one. But Hmm. that's going to add an interesting. That's actually an interesting point. That's going to add a weird dynamic in terms of like, not that many people buy like just the base weapon. Because mechanic sells a lot of like just receivers. yeah he does
1: sell. yeah and yeah.
0: not that many people buy them because <clears throat> unless you're doing a very specific build, mm-hmm. it either often it doesn't make sense to buy it because you either buy one off the flea and the flea guns are always usually really cheap and then if you even if you're changing everything right like say you want to buy a 22 inch barrel like the long story short is that usually if you're going to piece together the default weapon that you buy on the flea market that weapon normally would cost like one and a half times to two times as much to actually make from all the pieces. And so that's why when you go back to, so you take like an M4 off the fleet and you try to sell it, or a FAL is actually really good. The SA-58 is a really good example. You buy them off the fleet for like 50, 60K, and mechanic will buy them for 50, 60K. And that shows that if you were to try and build that you know, basic vanilla SA-58 yourself from traded prices, it would probably cost you like 100K season so like no one ever bothers buying the base because you can just buy the actual gun from the flea market, and sell all the pieces, make some right. money back, and then buy all the pieces that you do need afterwards. So, right, this is going to be quite interesting with the durability thing because, like as you said, you're going to be wanting to swap out that lower sometimes, it's and going all the to other make... pieces are unaffected. But it's yeah, it's going to be interesting that you have to do that. I don't know if it's going to have a big impact, but
1: depending on how, because they're basically making the receiver more of a consumable. Or a, well, there's an economical term for it, but um, whereas yeah. the the other parts are going to be more you know static, you know what I mean. Mm. Like you'll never have to. So there yeah. definitely might it'll probably affect the market somewhat depending on various factors. But it's going to be yeah. that will be uh, depending on how severe durability is. Like if it's every three raids, you got to repair it. And it's like, you know, the third rate, it's like misfiring every other shot, you know, then yeah. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. I think it it would be cool. Yeah.
0: It depends on how much they tweak the durability, like how much they want to penalize people for running things like M9N5, because they could make it really harsh for like 7N31, M9N5, whatever. And that might even make the prices lower. And people wouldn't use them all the time either. It's like, oh, you have to use M855 or something. Otherwise, your gun's just going to get shredded because you're using like AP ammo that's just really tough on the weapon. Anyway, yeah. we'll see. We'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Oh, and he also did say like um Peacekeeper and Prep are gonna have like different durabilities. Like Peacekeepers can still suffer like a higher durability yeah, than like, I the like Russian that. That's cool. traders and stuff, and Scout's gonna have crappy guns, and Raiders gonna have okay ones. Um so yeah, we will see. I just wanted to slip that in before I move on to the next point. Because actually so, mm-hmm. there's so much to go after this podcast. Oh my god, it, it, really was, it was. was so good. Right, so next one. Really, really excited about this. I don't know if this has oh, ever yeah. been revealed like previously in like a such a firm way the permanent main account versus the seasonal account this is huge people have been speculating about this for ages and like having like a ladder character and a permanent character is massive right and people like i can see people worried about splitting the player base the game being dead in some raids that kind of thing like yeah you'll split the player base a bit like i imagine most people will be playing seasonal you would have thought but people will still go back and just chill out and play their permanent character and Nikita said that that character is going to take a lot longer to level and that kind of thing and so you basically like you're leveling your permanent character through like the lifetime of your eft career and then you play seasonal kind of like you know when the wipe hits and you know for exciting stuff and for new events and that kind of thing i think this is really good i genuinely think this is great um tied in with some stuff i'm going to speak about a bit later but i think this is really really good
1: yeah, I'm a little skeptical of it all.
0: Yes, ah, am
1: skeptical because it Nikita originally he wanted a wipeless Tarkov that was but that was like the end product, yeah, and so he sort of like shifted, um, suddenly to to us or to me, anyways, hmm. and so it's it's really interesting, and and I I took down some notes of um. Yeah, I'll just I'll just read it here. So so okay. the question gets asked if wipes are going to be a fi- in the final version of the game. And to quote Nikita, the model we kind of concluded that we will have two on one account. We will have two separate profiles or something. One of these profiles will be permanent main account profile. And second will be a seasonal account. And if you want to participate in seasons, you will have a slightly altered gameplay features or stuff like maybe different, some kind of things within the game suitable for this concept of seasonal-based wipes. And then he continues on, of course, I personally really like wipes. And then Clean interrupts and says, you know, they keep it fresh and then everyone on the panel like nods and agrees. So I just thought it was really interesting real quick. I wanted to comment that he said the phrase "you will have a slightly altered gameplay features," and it I, that part really interests me because we don't really know what he means. And yeah. he goes on and where he says "suitable for this concept of seasonal based wipe," so that can, to me, that could mean something like dynamic events within that wipeable period. You know mm-hmm. that, but again, I don't really know what that means. And then. So to to go back, unless you had something you want to say, nope. Keep going. Uh, to go back, to picks back up and he says, "It's like the gameplay we want it to have. Actually, it's more survival thing, struggling. You know what I mean." And this is in reference to him talking about how he personally likes uh, wipes. You know. Yeah. Um. And so then clean interrupts again. And he says, "I hope there's a hardcore deadly slob slash pastilli server, like." even harder economy, maybe like changes to the container, whatever. And then the key responds and he says, most likely it will be something like different. It will be more hardcore seasonal based thing. And it will have influence to the main account, but the main account will be like prolonged in terms of leveling. And then he goes on about multiple profiles and how they intersect like arena profile and things of this nature. And then eventually he gets interrupted and they ask, Uh, are they going to be on separate servers in reference to the main account and the wipe account? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like everybody on the server must be wiped. So again, it will be an optional thing for those who like the idea of wipes. And again, it's like the thing is the thing is this will be an option. I think, I hope, that you will be able to benefit from this mode. So if you play, like, seasonal mode, you will earn something and transfer it to your main account. And then he goes on about how people love the early game wipe, and then the topic gets changed, you know. So it yeah. was... It, it's just, like, it was super interesting hearing that, because it was, like, my first reaction was, like, whoa, this is new. Yeah. And then, once he mentioned slightly altered gameplay features, and then there's talk of hardcore... And then the response to that was like it, it will be different. It will be more hardcore seasonal based thing. It's just like I don't, I don't know. It wasn't very clear to me what the difference between the two was,
0: and I was, it was very jarring. What yes, are thoughts? okay. I kind of like I know, I know what you mean because he's he hasn't said anything about it until this now. My first initial like just take on the whole topic is that Nikita is able to, he's allowed to change his mind. Firstly. Oh yeah, and for sure. I think he should. I think he certainly has. And there's like the whole yeah. section of the end, which I thought was like really, really cool in general. Mm-hmm. Which I'll touch a bit more on that in in, in, a, in a second. But like, just about his like mindset and about how he listens to the community and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's like seen a lot of people talking about these kind of topics and thought like, you know what, maybe this is kind of cool. And like, maybe a wipeless Tarkov is like okay, but you know, ultimately, Tarkov is about. It's like what I said in my video, right? Talk of is about the journey. It's not really about the destination. Like Experience, once you've achieved yeah. everything in the game in EFT, then there's nothing else to do other than play the game. And it's like the the journey of the of the struggle and stuff is 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 interesting. Like okay, so I'll, I'll like just go through a few of the the points that I wrote down from it too, because he said yeah. like he talked about so much stuff within that particular topic, and I feel like. There's like little bits and pieces that I, I picked up on that I thought was really cool. So, okay. So you said that like seasonal would be more hardcore than it is now, which is what you said, right? Permanent account is prolonged in terms of leveling, which I brought up a second ago. On seasonal, you would earn something in that wipe for your permanent account. So there would be some transfer back towards your permanent account from the seasonal account. And I think like Clean maybe speculated it was like cosmetics or whatever. Like, I, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what that would be, but that would be mm-hmm. that would be pretty, pretty cool. But, okay, so then, when they were talking just in general about like his philosophy of the game and and that kind of thing, um, and this was actually the clean rant about n- him wanting to Nikita to make the game he wants to make, right that one, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. which was which was good, and I'm actually really glad that he that he said it, and like, I think yeah, Nikita absolutely. just wanted really well to it, but I'm glad that, like. Because he was kind of like, look, I'm, I am, right? Like, what, what do you want from me, kind of thing. But like, I'm glad that Clean said it anyway, because it's something that a lot of people have said, have, have thought, and written down, and t- tweeted about, and spoken about in YouTube videos and all this kind of stuff. But to actually be able to, like, I, I feel like well, Clean's one of the only people who, or maybe pesterly, could like actually say that to him, because like Clean has known Nikita for ages, right? Like Clean used to work at Yeah battlestay as a community manager i think at one point when he was doing yeah. like weapons licensing or something like way back in the day and as he said he was basically the first streamer of it because he was like in the mm. inner circle of bsg so like of all the people that can voice that like slightly harsh opinion that you could only voice really if you're like friend of the guy yeah he's like in the perfect position in order in, in order to do that and it not being in like a pure eft focused podcast too is like slightly more informal is a bit more like chatty i think he did it in a good way but he got the he got the perfect response out of Nikita, which was like. So he said, "I would make the games. I would get make the game so much more hardcore, but it would probably cut the game in like half or like a third of like the existing player base." Um, <laughs> it was his kind of perception of it, and he was like, "Say that again." Sorry, I was. So, so he said, "I would make the game so much more hardcore, and it mm-hmm. would, but it would cut the and and it would. He didn't say <laughs> oh, yeah, much, this but he said, and it would cut the game like the player base by like half yeah. to like a third maybe of what it is now, um, which." I think people were just like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But then he said like, okay, so he was like, look, it's not going to be dramatically different. The way the game I imagine it in my head, 20% of it is different. And 80% of it is as it is now. But that 20% is pure hell and pain. <laughs> the bit that he would change. The 20% that he would change is pure hell and pain. And I can I can see what, I can I can imagine what he means, right? It's just like... Things like making things harder to find, you know, just you being constantly in you know, Struggleville and it's like, there's no ammo anywhere. And it's just like, it's it's just really, really difficult. Um, and like in reference to what Clean had said to him, he was like, look, you know, we have to think about, you know, I look I look at the community. I don't just like do whatever I like because like I get a lot of good ideas from the community and all the quality of life stuff came from the community in the first place. I don't necessarily know or like have all the ideas just on my own. Yeah. Like I read through all all, of the, all the various things and there's lots of information there that's good. And A, I think he's so just referencing back what we were talking about a second ago. I think he's changed his mind around the the wipe cycle and whether we need a, a permanent and a, and a non-permanent character. And that's that's really good, honestly, that he's like receptive to feedback, like filtering it through what he wants and saying, okay, this is actually closer to the vision that I wanted. Even though I didn't realize it maybe at the time before, like a wipeless Tarkov actually isn't more about what my vision is because the vision is about pain and suffering. And you don't really get pain and suffering with a wipeless cycle, except for people who are like new so you have to have the wipes to kind of you know keep it interesting and stuff because everybody is starting at zero and it's about that progression from nothing anyway so so clean says to him like you know we really want you to change the game blah 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 and he says like i you know I, I watch the community and i take everything in and um clean's like yeah just rip the band-aid off just do it and nikita's like well i don't really know like fully how right i'm like sl- i'm getting there like i kind of have an idea in my mind but like practically speaking how exactly to do that i don't, I don't know um and was like yeah, yeah just get it done just get it done and nikita's like we are getting there but we're doing it slowly yeah and i was I like that is a
1: good approach
0: so good he's basically like i don't yeah. want to just piss off everybody simultaneously that's not really his goal right it's not in his best interest either ultimately is still a business too so he doesn't just want yeah. to like you know vaporize 70 percent of the player base like if he can help it and if instead so there's um as a saying about like the boiling frog, right? It's just like, if you, you know, if you sit a frog in, in water and then you slowly heat it up one degree at a time, it doesn't notice right. and, and eventually <laughs> dies from boiling but doesn't realise. And it's kind of like that, right? So like, you can, if you can keep your player base and everyone grumbles and dis, gets, gets disgruntled or whatever, but you slowly just like tweak, tweak, tweak towards the final result, a lot more people will be kind of i don't they won't necessarily notice it or they get they get acclimatized to the changes as it goes along rather than just getting like yeah. slammed yeah. all in one go and that gives me so much hope for eft it is unbelievable to hear those words out of nikita's mouth because you could see he had a wistful look in his eye being just like we are changing the game to be very hardcore and it's happening very slowly <laughs> you won't even notice it was like brilliant it was, it was brilliant i just i loved it i loved it so he's, he's actually such a funny guy so he's just a, a, yeah. a pleasure to listen to um, but that for me was the crux of it was they're doing it he knows what he wants he's taking information from the community he's like figuring out what fits best with the vision that they have and he's slowly changing it to get there sorry so that he um, so that yeah so the community doesn't just like implode and he and he keeps community as it is I managed to actually punch my mic down then that's probably really loud Um, yeah so
1: yeah apparently it's been told to me that Nikita wants I haven't seen it for myself. But mm-hmm. I want to preface that. I would I wanna find it, but apparently in a very old podcast, Nikita wants to have a hardcore pipeline where casual gamers play the game and then they sort of get um comfortable or converted into hardcore gamers. So he wants to have like this space where the casual gamer can exist and um kind of like this this would be the introduction to the hardcore games yeah. for them which i think I is just, really cool
0: i just had a sudden thought you know because mm-hmm you want to do and and some people who want to stay casual can kind of stay casual right it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's like it's the it's the gateway drug into the tarkov mm-hmm. like madness they even reference that on the on the cast but if you think about like most competitive even like competitive games right and i just thought about dota 2 but actually there's like lots of games like this now that i start to think about it there's ranked and unranked yes yeah right? yeah and you can just chill out. You can play casual games, unranked, yeah. whatever. And like, if you want to no go risk. really try hard, then you yeah. go play ranked. You know, you gain and lose your MMR, that kind of thing. And like, there's a ton of games like that. You know, the, the games that I grew yeah. up on, all the strategy games I used to play, like one v one competitive strategy games. They all used to be like that. And it's it's it, it's it's very interesting because you want yeah exactly like you want to keep people. And if you had like. Again, I know people are worried about, like, splitting the player base and stuff. But, like, one of my points, by the way, is that, like, you split the player base every time you make a new map. So should we just not release anymore. But anyway, um, outside of that, you kind of then, like, this is one of the points I've had about Hardcore for a while is that, you kind of segregate people outright. So people who just want to chill out and play, they just play the normal one. And then people who want to play like you know, super, super hard and like the new version, like rush to the end and like do as much as they can, all the all of the in-game material and stuff they want to get through it all, they're all playing the other one and the servers are not the same. And so it means that new players will have an easier time because they're not fighting against, you know, even somebody like me, who's not like an FPS pro, but just like knows the game fairly well and, and will die quite often to them, right? Um, And so like there's a lot of like there's a lot of average players of EFT that have been playing for two to three years. that are just they just know a lot and they're just very good um, just by virtue of that. And so new players will be not necessarily playing against them because they might be starting off on the, you know, the permanent account where people are just chilling out and doing less like stressful raids and that kind of thing. And then they're like, oh, well, now I know a bit about the game. Now I want to go play seasonal where everyone's like, you know, sweaty tryhards and just like, you know, chatting around. Um, And so it it could be interesting with the player base split. It might actually help new players.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's not, um, that's, like, where I'm very skeptical, because, you know, the sort of old philosophy I had with, like, the game being wipeless is that you would have a, a space, like, scav mode for the casual players, right? It's, like, you know, it costs you nothing to play, and it's, you know, you can get rewarded for it, and it's just, like, you know, just, like, it was sort of a casual game mode, but it's still, like, the same experience, whereas, like, when he said, man, you will have slightly altered gameplay features in reference about the seasonal account, that just makes me like, I don't know what he means. So if seasonal, let's just go on extreme side for a second. If seasonal is like the hardcore game mode, then the standard account or the whatever, the, the normal one is going to have like a completely different gameplay experience than the hardcore one. You know what I mean? So in that regards, I would say you are sort of splitting the player base. Whereas like in, in your example, Dota two unranked and ranked, they're both engaging the exact same experience. It's just one has higher stakes than the other, you know, how much, how much value I'm only worth a diamond. (laughs) That's my value. You know what I mean? That's like, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical is all I'm skeptical because it, 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 I, yeah, I'm just skeptical of what's. I think, it, I think it's it's possibility of it splitting the player base. I don't know what that means, and like if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I don't. I wish I knew
0: more about slightly altered gameplay features. I keep looking at that and just yeah. I, I think people know, would play I think people would play both and I don't think like when he says slightly altered I think he means slightly altered like I don't know but my speculation would be that the broad strokes of the game would be the same permanent mode is going to be you know 10 times slower leveling or something um mm. and seasonal's going to get all the dynamic events that's that was like that's how I interpreted that's it that's kind of what I instinct. thought
1: that's kind of what I thought as well but then when but. clean When Clean mentions, you know, the hardcore stuff, he, Nikita, almost sort of like affirmed that because he said it would be something like different. It will be more hardcore seasonal based
0: thing. So I just I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. But anyway, either way, however it goes, the the kind of philosophy of Nikita there, I think, is is really good. Yeah, yeah. And the willingness cool. for him to change his mind on stuff based on community feedback and and all that kind of thing is uh, is is awesome. Um, I already said about the, the gun culture thing. Oh, okay. So the, so the final the final part is that I've noted down. That I actually thought was really interesting. Just from like a general. It's actually like not even that Tarkovy. It's like a generalistic point, which I thought was fun because of like the content creation stuff and. He was talking about, like, his interaction with the community. I think somebody actually, they talked a bit about it, about, like, you know, how he keeps staff morale up and that kind of thing, that they, like, burn through community managers because the toxicity of the community is awful and it really gets to people. Um, But it was funny hearing him and his, like, his process with, like, dealing with this stuff, because he said it used to really bother him, like, going on Reddit and people say things about, about them or whatever. And he was just like, I just don't really care anymore because... I know there's you know it's good information out there. It was hilarious, and he was just like, you know, whether you're me or whether you're, you know, you guys, like you're you're doing a stream or you're running a business or whatever it is, you're basically just going to have to pick your favorite spoon and start eating some shit or something along those lines. said so like, it was it was like a there was a hilarious. I actually noted some of the timestamps down because I need to go back and I might like clip some of the parts of that thing because it was it was so funny, especially like as somebody who's like you know getting into content creation. It was hilarious because he's just like you know you're gonna read the comments you're gonna you're gonna eat some shit and while you're like you know while you're using your spoon and going through the pile of shit you know you'll be like oh there's the issue like some of the some of the stuff he said about that just like it honestly just made me chuckle so so much when he was uh, when he was saying it because he was like you know you basically just don't take it personally you be professional about it you know there's good stuff that you can take out of the bad even if people are kind of just like flaming you or trolling you or whatever there's like there's reasons as to why it's happening in the first place for some of it. And you get like a, you know, community feeling and, and, and that kind of thing. And he was basically just like, I don't care anymore. And I don't take it personally. So whatever, which is like, which was good. But it's like, it rings true for so many things. It rings true for like content creation. It rings true for like, cause Nikita is, is a content creator kind of by definition, right? Like the game is content in and of itself. <laughs> and, um, you know, but like when you're putting stuff out on YouTube and people like write stupid comments to you and that kind of thing. I'm like, I really, like, I loved his mentality because I feel like I've kind of got to the same place where when I get, like, when I get salty comments on my YouTube, like, I just I actually just, gen- I genuinely laugh. I find it funny. Like, it is it is funny at this point because some mm-hmm. people are so, so mad. Like, on, oh, God, I was laughing in my kitchen the other day with my wife. And she was like, why are you just laughing to yourself? And I was like, someone has commented. So somebody commented on a video ages ago of mine, and it was basically, like, you know, the lowercase, uppercase, like, sarcastic thing about um, oh, yeah. it was on it was on my it was on the Glock eighteen C video
1: mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I did.
0: And someone commented on that being just like, No, you can't you can't run this gun. Like, why aren't you using VSS? That kind of thing. And somebody like eight months later commented on it and was like, No, but for real, this gun's really bad compared to the other one. He only hit like four shots out of the fifty round. And I was like, I was by that point I was gone already. I was like, That is so funny. You got baited by someone else's comment because you're that like you're that salty about it. I was like, it just it actually cracked me up so much. It is so... Honestly, it was so funny. It was so funny. But you just have to, like... You just have to take it in, like, a good light. Because yeah, it's like, what else can branches. you do? Like, you, yeah, you just have to roll with it. And, like... Yeah. I know, especially for YouTube, I... One thing that... Because like I found Reddit really hard because I started off trying to post stuff on Reddit and I found that really, really tough because Reddit is difficult and you do actually get punished for people being salty with you on Reddit. Like comment yeah. is good, but like downvotes really is bad on, on, on Reddit. Yeah, And so that kind of mentality is quite hard to get out of. But like with YouTube, like once you realize that people who downvote your video and comment on it actually help it, that it's just like, it's a game changing mentality shift. You're just like every, every time someone like writes hate or whatever or, like, is annoying and like downvotes your video on youtube you're just like feed me more feed the beast <laughs> come on bring me more dislikes because like it's just like the whole thing just feeds into itself the youtube's just like the worst thing a person can do honestly the most damaging thing a person can do on your youtube video is watch 15 seconds and then click away Mm-hmm. and click away from youtube completely actually mm-hmm. that's like the the close the tab and go and do something else that's the most damaging thing someone can do to your video on youtube like clicking the, clicking the downvote and writing a comment is just like and then going and watching another video youtube's just like this user is sucked into a youtube hole here and this is brilliant and like counts it as a big plus and like as soon as you realize that it's it's great and this is the same thing with the right? key it's just like people are yeah you know, terrible to him on, on online and it's because people are like super passionate about his game and there's like this value to be taken from it um that's what, one of my favorite thing that he said though he was just like oh you know people call you names whatever that's fine but he was just like it's the ones who write you know they write a professional article about how terrible you are and it's very it's like precisely <laughs> insulting and <laughs> it's like professionally written honestly it was so so funny Oh god, that whole that whole section cracked me up. Like any content creator should just like watch that bit about him talking about how to deal with the hate. It's just like it was absolutely perfect. It was sublime, and it made me laugh. And I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I
1: I thought that whole section was just great, just to see, just to sort of bring attention to like, hey, Nikita's a human being, just like us all. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. man, dude, anytime it's like, anytime they post something on whatever platform the toxicity and like the comments just like unreal dude
0: so exactly you basically get like three people going like fix the servers fix the desync and then you get the oi guy who turns up who's just like yo battle state we love you with a huge gif and that's Mm -hmm. like every that's every community post from from bsg especially on twitter especially on twitter
1: but um yeah yeah I i think
0: that was it i think that was basically it from the um from the cast anyway was there like were there any other like key points you think i've missed or, or anything that was like me taking notes as i went through because there was, there was a lot of chat about a lot of stuff and there was like yeah. some stuff that was like real life stuff gun stuff you know some unrelated things to tarkov so i kind of like tried to distill down the tarkov things because those are the things that i was you know, more interested in like i I was interested to hear what those guys had to say about like using repiles in real life and then this kind of thing and the guys at tragicom being like oh man it's in the game and like they're like yeah man it's like the most expensive like thermal in the game and like it's you know it's it's like one of the best things, and they're like, "Oh, that's super cool," you <laughs> know, just like random stuff like that. But um, everything else was, uh, I think, it was just like, yeah, real worldy stuff and that kind of thing. Unless, uh, yeah, just
1: mix. the last thing based off what you said about you know that whole like uh, toxicity. There was also a section where they talked about like providing feedback, okay. and um, I really enjoyed that because it sort of like gave me hope because I have like a couple different projects i'm working on in that regards to like feedback one of them being with Ark semester and uh um, mm-hmm. it's like a super detailed thing and anyhow so that's like yeah i think that's great that they sort of like i mean they meme find it find it a bit but uh I, it was great it was just a sort of like they, nikita is like very receptive to that thing but there's just a lot of noise so the hope there is that we can just like cut through that noise and yeah so yeah, that covers it. Uh, what do you want to do for this remaining time that we have left?
0: Well, I guess like, because given that we don't have a, a huge amount of time, I don't want to start on like a massive topic. But like, what I, I wanted to touch on what I was talking about like right at the beginning, which was mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, EFT is like sometimes a bit of an investment. Like, you, if you don't want to play factory and you want to play like a real raid and kind of like improve and get better, so I've been doing, I've been doing the bosses quests. For Sturmian recently, and it's been a lot of fun because the bosses are quite uh, difficult, right? And like, they require kind of like a, a strategy. I feel like playing the bosses in EFT is almost more like playing like a regular RPG in in many ways, right? There's like specific loot drops, and there's like rare spawns out of them, and like you have to kill them a certain number of times, and then you get the, the rare loot if you're going to farm them. That kind of thing. But even just killing them once is hard, right? And but they've got like a specific AI, and there's like a place to go. You know, it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like anything. It's a bit like. Um, like so many other games, I guess. Like I've never played WoW, but I imagine it's like a, a semblance of that. You know, faster than light, or like Diablo, or like any of the like sort of rogue-like type of games as well, where like you go, okay, well, look, here's the here's the scenario, and here's the AI, and you have to you know try and try and defeat it. Um, mm-hmm. And and one thing that, especially for Killing Killer, because they're just like I find just interchange of challenges. Everyone knows. I found the offline mode so useful to being able to kill these bosses, right? Yeah. because you can spawn them 100% of the time because that's what honestly one of the yeah. biggest problems with them is that you only see them like 35% of the time in the map I think it's 38 yeah. or something for Killer and then like I'm not sure about the other guys but it's all of, it's about that right it's like 30 to 40 for, for all of them so half the time you're just like are they here are they not and they, some of them spawn in different places I know Sturman's a bit easier because he's always in one place you kind of know and he telegraphed himself with the svd so it's not too bad but someone like rishali you're just like you know is he here is he in dorms Is he in fortress has someone killed him already like are there other players there like you don't really know and so being able to know eight that you're the only pmc on the map firstly you know obviously that's what happens in offline mode and then secondly that you've like forced the 100 percent spawn rate so he is somewhere like it just mm-hmm. really really helps because one of the problems that i had with it was that it was just a sheer lack of practice right and every time that like i find him i'm kind of surprised and there's other pmcs i'm getting third party and it's just like it's just a complete mess and so playing it an offline was actually like firstly quite relaxing and secondly just really 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 useful because like yeah you can just quit whenever like as i said a lot of my downtime is quite unstructured and i could be interrupted like you know if i want to i can block out time to do various things but um you know, if you've got like family and that kind of stuff, it's just it's just it's just tricky and sometimes you're required to do things at like very short notice. And so um that works for kind of editing, but it also works for playing offline because you can just like either just sit in a bush or just like just quit it and just restart another one. Um and so the final boss quest that I'm doing, so I've done all the others now. Final one I'm doing is Glue Heart. And so I started I started, you know, utilizing this strategy again, playing some playing it offline going to find the spawns and that kind of thing. So I've only ever killed glueheart once because I don't play, until now, until recently, I have not played like a huge amount of reserve. I've played some reserve and I'm not fantastic at reserve. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not as bad as I'm at Interchange. So anyway, going to find Gluha using the offline mode, spawning it 100% of the time. And I didn't really think about this before, right? But playing Gluha in offline mode on your own solo knowing that he's there somewhere on the map is actually way more fun than i thought it was going to be man it was it was really good because like he has like six dudes so it's yeah. like you against like an army of like you know interesting scabs because like just roaming around the map and fighting against scabs is not is not interesting to me but like playing against gluha and his coo- like and his and his um and his goons on your own which is what it's like in you know in, in real raid to try and like go and kill him if you're playing solo but Playing it in offline mode, I've actually had I've honestly I've had a lot of fun actually just doing that. And knowing that there's like no time pressure, that I'm not like suddenly just gonna have to rush off and like you know, have to hide in a bush or like try and run to the extract because I need to go do something, or whatever, just like no pressure, just like run around the map and like find him. But you have to still be like you have to still be like really tactical and yeah, you know, it's 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 been it's been really, really good. I'm like, I'm surprised. I'm like actually super, super surprised as to how much fun I've had because I love playing online, and I love there being other PMCs and that kind of thing, but it's just, like, one way to kind of, like, play FT in a bit more of a chill way and, like, hunting, like, just German or just Killer or just Rishal is, like, okay, but just the sheer number of people that he has with him makes it interesting, and they all split up, and there's different tiers of them, right? There's the two scouts at the front, and there's the two heavy dudes, and, like, there's Gluhar himself, and, like, it just feels, like, more varied, and you're fighting against, like, a proper force, and it's 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 a nice little challenge. Like, any anybody who you know doesn't fight the bosses or they're like new players or whatever i would like implore you to go and give it a go and just play reserve with the false bosses on take your best load out you know whatever and try to fight these guys at like because you can cheese it and like fight them at like point blank which is kind of how people normally do it but like try to fight them at middle range they've got aim bots you have to be super careful um bring a face shield because a lot of them have green tracer but it's it it it's awesome it's awesome i like i've had i've had such i've had such fun i genuinely have had such fun doing it like it's 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 great it's actually really good so it's, it's really good
1: yeah that's cool man that's it that's all <laughs> i mean I could, <laughs> end, but I, yeah, I could have I, yeah i yeah i mean i'll say this i think it's um if they ever do do the offline uh co-op thing i think that'd be great man cuz yeah. then you could like do like i think they even mentioned something like this or something about this in the podcast i can't say for certain but um yeah like like we had that one episode where we talked about tarkov sp and i thought that was just great man cuz then people can like sort of participate and then have this offline experience in, like, a risk-free environment and still sort of, like, suit them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- yeah.
1: So, and I understand, like, it's going to be more work and, like, server stuff for them, but I, I think it's something that's worth looking into, man. I really do. I really do.
0: Yeah, I think so. they said, was it... I think it was on the Pestily one where... It was asked about, and they said, "Yeah, we're going to do it." Um, yeah,
1: I want to say they mentioned something in this one, but I can't remember for sure. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think they did on this one. I thought it was the last one because I remember because I um, uh, where, where was it? There was like, oh yeah, someone asked me about like, upcoming Tarkov features, and I like re- I like read through like a bit, you know, a couple of the lists of various things that you know people had put out, and that was one of them that was on there. And I'd like, yeah, I think they should just do it. It'd be it'd be cool. Um, you can imagine that, like, yeah, the servers. It surely isn't as hard to put a bunch of people in with a load of AIs than it is to matchmake 15 PMCs together on woods or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's more more
1: of like you need additional separate servers, and these are strictly going to be
0: for this thing. I guess that's kind of the the, the cost. It's true, yeah, because they don't want to give up the server kind of um, management to the community, I suppose it's just the issue because yeah. then because then you run into all sorts of problems, right? And I think that's the issue, a reason why SP is a bit of a like dodgy topic. It's because it's kind mm. of you know once as soon as you like relinquish that control, then you open yourself up to all sorts of other stuff, and people have you know greater access to you know how that works. Like if you can just interface the client with. With a the a pretend server, or whatever you like, end up on some like there's potential routes into dodgy ground, and it kind of like ends up You know, mm-hmm. could help the the RGB yeah RGB chair community and and that and that kind of stuff. It's um it's it's not it's not it is not always like perfect from like a business angle from them i don't think which is probably why they want to keep hold of those servers but i think they should do it otherwise more people like more people look into if they they like this is the thing right you can't stop people from you can't stop a want you can either facilitate that want or you will force people to the black market right that's the way that things go that's just how it's going to go and so you know you have like give them more hoops to jump through Is another tactic yeah yeah you yeah all, all that all that exactly um I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they could do it. I'm not sure. It's. Uh, I think so. Did somebody even mention at one point that they'd be willing to, like, you know, pay for extra servers or whatever. Was that for Arena? I can't remember if that was for Arena. Someone being like, oh, maybe you have to, like, pay for extra stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it, it, it would be good. It would be good. I know a lot of people have, like, asked for this, this co-op offline. But it's, like... I can kind of see why, like, especially if you're new, I can kind of see why, you know, you can go and test stuff out and that kind of thing. And I just never, I did not expect to, because I I was just doing it for practice, right? And I I never expected to enjoy it as much as I did. And just to kind of have like, you know, there's no, uh, what's the word? It's kind of like requirement for like staying in or anything like that. You could just do it whenever, if you think you've got a spare a couple of minutes, and like, if if you don't finish the fights, that's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go. And maybe that's like, maybe that's anti-Tarkov, but like, you know, it's it's sort of refreshing. So, but you don't like, you don't gain or lose anything out of the raid, yeah. In terms of like kit, right? It's just like you, your own. Is, but is is your practical experience? Is that is that loot in and of itself, right? Is that is that valuable? You know, should you be playing? Should they even have an offline mode at all? I know it's for testing, but there's one thing that I. Remember reading about with like how Nikita doesn't really play the game because like he kind of wants to play it when it's finished because it's like not ready, and I was like, man, you know, I'm kind of like je- like jealous of those people who are going to play Tarkov like 1.0 yeah. if we ever get there because no matter how much it's different, right? We're like follow, we're f- like on the community of like following through everything that happens as it happens. You know, it's not going to be quite the same if we end up going to Terror Group Labs as part of the story because we'll be like. Been here before, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not quite the same. It'll be like, you know, you're playing like a new RPG game and you get to like the end boss, but like, you already know the whole layout and you know how all the AI works and stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, maybe it's kind of like ruined the experience for us a little bit. So I'm kind of envious of those people who are not playing don't even know that it exists necessarily now. And then, like, when it releases, go, oh, let me pick this game up and, like, play it from the start, like, the way it's supposed to be. Like, I'm a little bit envious, honestly. I'm a little bit envious. <laughs> to your
1: point, I think Clean said something similar to what you're saying in that, you know, he envies those first wipes. like he wish he could go back to that first wipe experience way back in the day. And you can imagine how different the game was then. But, uh yeah
0: yeah that's for sure i mean he was talking about med animations right and about how you yeah. run a gun and shoot and whatever because like when i started playing the madam animations were already in mm-hmm. so he was you know he was talking about love the the old the oldy times i think there was only like two pieces of armor There's was like fort and like kiver and that was basically it and that kind of thing so uh, it's fascinating how how far the games how far the games come but like yeah i'm just I thought it was cool. Nikita seemed to be in such a good mood the whole time yeah. on that podcast. And I just liked to see that. He was like people were telling him like nice stuff. He was happy. It wasn't just about things that were broken the whole time. It was about the philosophy of things and like not like, you know, oh the game's bad or the game's broken or you know, you need to fix this, or you need to fix that. It's more just like, okay, well, you know, what do we think about the meta builds, like how does it work in real life? Like how closely do you want to match it mm-hmm. with that, that kind of thing. It's like more about not even it's not even balance. It's just kind of like I don't know game feel I suppose in in some ways which was just great it was just it was just great it was just great yeah. I, I, I liked it I like the philosophy It was
1: by far man just like oh, such a great podcast dude such a great podcast the best one I've seen by far man and it like broke my expectations I was like going into it like okay a bunch of like gun guys are going to give their opinions on how the game should be more realistic and it was just like absolutely not the case so, yeah exactly great.
0: Yeah. There was some, I saw some people complaining on Twitter being like, oh you know, shame Nikita was getting like interrupted so much and, and all this stuff. But like I didn't think you've like I know that people I know people were kind of like having their say as well.
1: Yeah. I thought it's it was tough okay. when you have.
0: It was, it was like a chat amongst like a group of friends. Like I thought it was it was fine. You know, it's not the Nikita show with like a bunch of random people. I know people want it to be, but that wasn't what it was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I think it's tough when you have that many people on a panel. Everyone wants to like because our the time is limited and time is valuable, everyone wants to be heard, you know, and it's 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 tough. And then I think I think to that point though, I did it it did seem going in, you know, I like to watch people's body language, and, and Nikita was a little the one. I think I think he almost was like, okay, great, now I'm gonna get battered about the game. I think that was sort of what was his first impression, but then it changed like and by like halfway through, like it was just like completely different Nikita versus like that first
0: five, ten minutes. So I think you're right about that because like yeah, because people like you know, I I know that yeah, Clean started off being like, you know, we're not here just to go, oh, you know, everything's amazing and all this kind of stuff. And you know, people were kind of critical about certain aspects. Um, in particular true. clean, which I thought was, was very, very fair. But like a lot of the other guys were just like, look, you know, there's a few things that stand true. It's still the most accurate gun modding simulator out of any FPS. Like it feels <laughs> great. Like simulator. All of the people who like do real guns in real life love it for yeah. that. It's like yeah. the most the accurate and you know well rounded of, of all of those things and like yeah, there's some game mechanics in it, but that's just not what's about. So I think like all of that stuff, he was just like, okay, these you know, these people, you know, they're like real gun people and also play EFT and they they really do like it and they're like, oh, you know, maybe this should be changed and, and that should be changed, but you know, we're talking about changes within a framework that's already like fantastic i do kind of feel for him in some ways it was like he mentioned about um I've, i forgot to talk about this but it's like a fairly small point but he was talking about like variable scopes and about how like oh yeah in the code like we have like a folder for like 3x and a folder for like 10x and when you click the button it like changes to the, just the visual profile so changing it to variable is like a complete rewrite of the entire scope yeah. thing um and i was like yeah i, I feel for you right because like I've I'm not like I'm I'm not a programmer I have done some coding like bits which makes me like an amateur coder which is like you basically know enough to get yourself into a lot of trouble and then you write something and then look back and go yeah, this is really crap. <laughs> like when you try to change anything, like the whole thing falls apart. And you're like, really, I should have just written this a completely different way from scratch. Yeah. And like, I feel like some parts of EFT may be a bit like that. You, know, you start passion project like, you know, over five years. To be honest, everything's like that. And it's very hard to, even the best things are actually very hard to protect from that kind of just like, slow creep and band-aiding and whatever like everything eventually falls over you know like windows microsoft systems are a prime example of that you put too many patches over them and they have too many years doing various things and updates and this overwrites this and this and this and then there's some conflict and stuff stops working you start booting up your computer and there's like error messages when it starts up like it's the same as like everything it's very very hard to to protect against that so i do i do feel for him um oh yeah actually there was um just talking on that topic there was uh, the whole like op- reticle i know we've kind of gone back to the podcast but like i'm remembering stuff now and there was like talking about the um the reticle changes which i think will be will be cool because like there, people were sort of drilling down into like oh you're going to change you know brightness and this kind of thing none of that and he was kind of like yeah like all of that we're going to have a look at but the most important thing that we are going to do is the eye relief so the eye is going to be you know fixed so that the voodoo isn't just like the whole screen and the ACOG no. is like a million miles away. It's like a small telescope, you know, used in like the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah, so you're just like, let me get out rough. my ACOG and look for these ships on the horizon, you know, like through this <laughs> tiny little pinhole. It's just yeah. I was like, what well, if they fix that, it'll be great. And like ACOGs are the worst for that in in EFT. yeah they are like bad. it's just like, yeah, you get it out and you're just like looking through this like tiny little little slot. It's just um it's just rubbish. But um and everybody loves the ACOG, that's the thing. Like people love the ACOG in real life because it's a scope that's just like everywhere and everybody uses it. So I'm um, I think that'll be that be really good. And it's good that it's on his on his radar. Um I don't sure. actually necessarily think it's like the most important thing of all time to fix, because like people know the guns yeah. and scopes don't work and you know it's fine, but like it does need to get done at some point.
1: I mean to your point, like the variable zoom. Um it's it's like probably one of the things that's like, hey, let's just do this for now as a placeholder, and then we'll come back to it later. And it's like, <laughs> they're still working on finish the game. You know what I mean? That's like maybe yeah. a polished state or like, let's just do it when we do like a major optics rework. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of those things. So it's like, while we as testers and like players are playing it now, this is like, hey, this is really, you know, something we really want now. You know, it's like hard to like satisfy that, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Indeed. <laughs> all right, cool. So, uh, should we wrap it up there? I think so. Yeah, I think that I think that's about yeah. it. Um, we managed to like, you know, deviate off slightly into something at random, and then just got pulled straight back into the podcast <laughs> and all this. Just things. like but, Tarkov exactly. Just like Tarkov you know. See the, the terrible relationship that you can't leave. You know, you get punished, but you just can't always come back for more. I did, <laughs> yeah. I did love chat. Just like literally, chat was just like a wall of like punish me, Nikita. At one stage, just, like hurt <laughs> me <I'm> more, <laughs> Daddy Nikita. It was great. It was <laughs> awesome. Oh, It was good. It was good. Yeah. Looking forward to the future. It's going to be. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Very exciting. Awesome.
1: Cool. So um, yeah, we're wrapping up there, guys. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on a live show. This will be up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, if you're listening to this now on Monday and you want to shoot us a message, got a question for us, whatever, want us to discuss a topic. Feel free to message us. Uh, Anchor.fm slash talk slash message. You can record the message, send it to us. We'll we even, if it's a, something that we want to discuss, or we think it's cool and interesting, or you have a really cool comment, we'll play it on the show. So you can get, Hey, Mom and Dad, I made it on the show. Yay. <laughs> you can tell to your folks. Uh, anything else, man? I think that's about it. I think that's about it. <laughs> I think I'm good. Uh, Cool. All right, we'll wrap it up there, guys. We'll see you next week. Catch you later.